We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted the Film Show. You're listening to Unscripted the Film Show. You can't handle the truth! Man, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're gonna need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? Did you miss us? We're back. Unscripted the film show. I just heard a chorus of no. How rude. <laughs> look, 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 unscripted nights. We're sorry we were away. Um, things happen. Uh, both uh, Celia and I were work-related. Uh, I was, uh, well, Celia was, you know, having to make sure that uh, animals got the treatment that they deserved. And, uh, <laughs> yes, because gosh darn, they deserve them. Yes, yes. Yep. And I, I was flown over to Melbourne for a home show. Uh, for three days I was uh, in the, the, the Melbourne Exhibition Centre. Sounds uh, like fun. I don't know if you've ever been there. Place is huge. Could imagine. Just, just imagine uh, Exhibition Centre in Perth. Just imagine, like, I think it's like... Three or four times bigger than oh that. Oh, my, my, my. Um, but, yeah, I was there. And each day I was there from 10 to 6. And I've never felt eight hours go so quickly. Oh, it was yes, because you're so busy. It's just weird. It was just like, you know, you'd be uh, like there on the st- – because it was uh, – my company sells decking. We had this decking display set up and people would come by and they'd go, oh, decking, and they'd come and have a chat with you. And it was just like you'd finish chatting to a person and then somebody else would be there and you'd chat with them and then it's 6 o'clock and you go out to dinner. And it was like, how does What time, happened to the day? How does time move like that? That's, That's just weird. funny. Good food though? Food was great. Yes, yeah. yeah had Melbourne some, can't had, go wrong. Yeah, had some good good Melbourne uh, dinners. It was good. Uh, lots of Melbourne coffee. Mm. Um, I did go on the hunt for a pumpkin spice latte, which uh, <laughs> um, Starbucks had just released. And because uh, literally the whole time I was there, I was at Southbank, um, and my hotel was the the Ritz, uh, not the Ritz, sorry, Pan. Pan, Pan Pacific Hotel, mm-hmm. and that that's right across the road from the exhibition center. Makes so, sense. So it was kind of like uh, you know, go to. I got there on Thursday. Uh, go to dinner. Go to bed. Get up. Go to the exhibition center. Go to dinner. Go to bed. Get up. Go, and that was that was for three days. And then go, I didn't stay for the whole uh, till till six on the Sunday. I, I finished up there at three thirty, and then went straight to the airport. Jumped on a plane back home by nine. Uh, went to bed. Uh, up in the morning, back into the office on, uh, on Monday morning. Oh, I, no, I have not had not a break. I've not had a weekend, uh, and it's it's weird. It's like this is this what these FIFO people do? Like mm. just like work through. Feel like the, the you weekend? should get some kind of a break. My, what's my excuse for not being here last week? Hey, you got attacked. I got <laughs> attacked by some kind of bug. <laughs> I don't know what you it was. You got attacked by an ant, man. Uh, <laughs> Well, it may have actually been the wasp, yeah, turns out. Uh, I was stung by something and my arm decided it was not happy about it and I wasn't happy about it. So I um, was like, just couldn't come in. 
So, yes, but we're here now. We've got tons to yeah. talk about. It's a very rare occurrence that you don't get an unscripted <laughs> film show. So Yes, we do apologise. We hope you enjoyed the break. <laughs> I was planning on coming in and literally just doing a music show because I had nothing to talk about. And then whatever it was that stung me was like, nah, mate, can't do that. So I almost, yeah. I got to this point where I was like, I could make it. I might be five, ten minutes late if I leave right now and then something happened and I couldn't leave. So right. it was like, ah, oh, damn it. Anyway, it's, it's, right. it's very rare it happens. There's always one of us usually. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're going to make up for it. Yes. yes. Oh, my so, goodness. Massive show tonight. Um, few movies that have been out for a little while, Blackberry, Gran Turismo, Strays. Um, but then we've got... The Equalizer 3, which is out today, I out think. Out today. Uh, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which is technically not out until next week, September the 7th, but there is special screenings this weekend, preview screenings. So um, if you want to go and see it, you've got the opportunity. So, yeah, we've got a bunch to talk about tonight. And um, ah- Ahsoka, did I say it right? Ahsoka, yes. Woohoo! Woohoo! It took me 15 minutes to try and get the spelling right, but I... <laughs> You know, it's not an easy A H. I mean, how many things are spelled A H? Not, not a lot. Mm. Oh, it's A H. I've still got A S. Uh, and, and that's on that's um, streaming on Disney at the moment. Uh, uh, it's it's on uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Uh, and it is uh, it's 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 amazing. Um, yeah, it's uh, the, the the thing I love most about this show is it's a female led show, mm-hmm. and most of the supporting cast. A female as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for a moment, I thought you were talking about this show, oh, this as, show. as unscripted the film show, and then yeah. you went female led, and then I was like, okay, so Rachel and I, no, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we totes are in charge because we, well, we it, panel it. it so is, it is much like I mean, in, in uh, this show, there's, there's the, the both of you, and then there's me as the, the, the token bloke guy. But when you said um, supporting cast was also female, yeah. I was like, okay, you're not a you're not a female. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. He, I thought he was talking about cat. You know, like. Oh. She Puts things on the website, make sure we're like. But you're talking about um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Well, Sorry. Talk, let me do Ahsoka now. Like, cause well, we're let's in, do it. Why this, not? Let's this, do it. This bit, the, the, the start, I'll get, I'll get it out of the way. So, um, yeah, so it's a, it is a, a female-led cast, as I as I mentioned, um, and the uh, the thing um, I like about it is that the supporting cast as well um, is predominantly uh, is probably female, which is which is you know great to see. Um, Gives the uh, you know the 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 the, the whinging uh, men uh, who are like <laughs> I don't like this Star Wars because there's not enough penis in it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, let that one yep. simmer for you. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so it's 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 great now. Now, people, who, if you don't know who Ahsoka Tano is, um, during uh, in between uh, Attack of the Clones, Star Wars Attack of the Clones, uh, and Star Wars the Revenge of the Sith, which are the the pre- the, se- the, um, the prequel films, uh, between those films there was a massive war called the Clone Wars, right? Mm. And so there was several um, seasons of a, a, a series, animated series called the Clone Wars. And in the Clone Wars, you're introduced to uh, Hayden, you're introduced to, to Anakin Skywalker's uh, Padawan, who was Ahsoka Tano. But before the end of uh, the Clone Wars, she was kind of like, screw you, screw the Jedis, I'm out of here. But she's still a force-powerful person. She still uses lightsabers for 
she is still a Jedi in every sense of the word, except for the fact she doesn't refer to herself as a Jedi. And so uh, she kind of like went off and did her own thing. Uh, all of uh, Star Wars, A New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi have happened. Mm-hmm. And now this is post-Return of the Jedi and um, it's after The Mandalorian as well. And Ahsoka Tano has now come back into uh, the, the, the world and she is trying to help out uh, some people who are also introduced in an, another animated show called Rebels, um, Hera and Sabine, and they're searching for Ezra, who is uh, one of their, one of their um, team who got lost uh, you know, before, um, before A New Hope. Like, this guy's been lost for a long time and they're trying to find him uh, and, uh, and bring him back. Now... As I said, it's a mainly female-led cast. You've got Rosario Dawson. Uh, you've got an Australian called Natasha Lou Bordizzo as Sabine, and she's amazing. Like, she's really, really good. Um, as Hera, you've got um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, and, gosh, I feel like I haven't seen her for yeah, ages. And interesting like, enough, uh, Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is married to a guy called Ewan McGregor, who you might know as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ah. And, yeah, that's right. And so you and McGregor is married. So don't like either of them. You don't like either of them. Why is that? Because he cheated on his wife to be with her. Oh, that's. Not I have good. a thing with cheaters. Yeah, I don't know. I just as soon as you cheat on your partner, I'm mean, you're kind of dead to me. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. They got married. I knew they were together at one point, but then I kind of just lost interest in that story altogether because I was a bit, a bit the same same. I thought, mm. oh, yeah. cheater. Yeah, cheater, cheater. Mm. Now, uh, pumpkin you, eater. Yeah, you do have. <laughs> Uh, as I said, you know, obviously it's mostly families. This you've also got uh, Ivana uh, Sakonov, uh, who plays uh, Shina Hati, who's this. Uh, the, her and Ray Stevenson, who is the token dude, um, mm. uh, they are these former Jedi's, but they're not actually Sith. They're kind of something in between Jedi and Sith. Yeah. Um, but they're uh, bounty hunters. At the, at the end of the day, they're they're like you know guns or lightsabers for hire. Um, and they've been hired by uh, Morgan Elsbeth. Uh, uh, sorry, Morgan Elsbeth played by Diana Lee uh, in Santo, and she is um, this this character who's trying to bring back General Thorn, Thrawn, who is like a, a big general in the Empire, who the who the Empire believes can like bring them back to power mm. uh, because they've been defeated, obviously, and they want to come back to power. Um, one of the real gems in this for me uh, is a, a robot called Hyung. And he is played by David Tennant. Hey. Oh, nice. And he's, it's like, I didn't realise that. And I'm just sitting there watching the first episode going, this voice is very, fur- that's David Tennant. Oh, my God. This is It's always great. exciting when you, like, recognise a voice and mm. and you're able to place it quickly. Yes. Yes. Quite right. Um, but, yeah, Rosario Dawson is a Sokotano and she is fantastic. <laughs> always good in everything she does. I'm going to see Haunted Mansion on Friday. I'm looking forward oh, to it. She's yeah. there as well. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a great show. It's like yo, know, it's great story, great action, great actors. It's mm-hmm. three episodes in. I'm really intrigued to where it's going. Um, my friend Mark has got massive issues with it, which is always fun. <laughs> I can't wait for Christmas. Oh god, it's just like oh my god. Like literally, I've got uh, I've, the other day, just out of literally uh, nowhere. Um, what was it? Uh, it was. Um, uh, oh no, that's it's still he's still going there. No, <laughs> I'm intrigued now. Yeah, I must so know. I'm pretty sure Ahsoka was written by an AI. It's so derivative of everything they've done before. 
I, I don't understand that that at all. It's like, you know, yeah, there's there's like Jedi's and lightsabers and spaceships. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, it's like they just grab scenes and plots from other recent Star Wars stuff and just recut it. Terrible. Uh, the Star Trek, on the other hand, I'm up to the hu- Spock is human episode, and that's great. Um, but see, the thing is. Why is he not reviewing this stuff? Yeah. That was a perfectly succinct review. It was, it was. But, but yeah, the thing is, is I, I think some people, like, you either fall more star... Mm-hmm. There's very few... It's like, you know, dog people, cat people. I think you can be, like, in between and have, have love both. Like mm-hmm. me, I'm a, I'm a... You know, I love them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to, like, Star Wars and Star Trek... I think you're either a Trekkie or you're a Star Wars person. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I think it's what you grow up with as well. Like I've, I've never watched any Star Trek. It doesn't mean I don't think it's good. I'm sure it's phenomenal yeah. because look at how many people like it. It must be good. But it's just I've never watched it. I just didn't grow up on it. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I do like some Star Trek stuff, but I don't. I just it doesn't grasp, grip mm-hmm. me as much as Star Wars does. I think at this moment, Alan's probably seething because uh, I know he's a big Trek fan. But anyway, um, the yeah, the for me, I'm a Star Wars person through and through. Like, you know, my house is full of Star Wars stuff. Mm. Um, there's not one, uh, you know, Star Trek thing in my house um, but it's um yeah i i, I just think uh, ahsoka is is great uh, for, for star wars fans and it is on disney plus and uh, i'm just so happy that it is on there and i'm loving every episode i can't wait to see more and i'm gonna give it uh you know five lightsabers because that's easy <laughs> well didn't have to think about that on that note we might go to our first sponsor break and uh we'll be back you're listening to Unscripted, the film show. At the shops anymore. Sorry, I started talking off air and that led into... Yeah. Um, well, we, we, do you know what? We were just on a break and we didn't even decide what we were going to talk about next. Well, because that's we okay. Are just not prepared. What do you think about that? Uh, just, just an update for people uh, who, who care. Um, uh, the uh, football tipping at my work uh, came second this year. Oh! Yeah. What a bummer. Uh, it's, not, it's not a bummer. Though. I'm very happy to have come second. Um, Marion, uh, who's my boss's sister, uh, came first last year. Well, she year. doesn't even work there, so yeah. that's like shouldn't be even yeah. happening. Last year she uh, was like winning almost all the way through the season and in the very last round I just pipped at the post. I think we were equal tips, but I got on the, mm-hmm. the point spread. Uh, but, yeah, she was way ahead of me this year. Uh. So, yeah, it's, it, there, was no, there was no coming back from it. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to convince uh, people to do this thing. The, the, the tipping thing they've got for the finals, they do this thing where you, you've got the, the like, preliminary and then the, the, yep. the next one and then the next one and the grand oh, final. Oh, Lord, yep. Um, you got to choose who you think's going to win in the, the preliminary. Yep. And then that goes through the next slot and then you choose who you think's going to win there and then all the way down to the grand final and then you get points for which ones you get right along the way. I'm like, that's awesome. That's really that, – I like that idea. It's good fun. You're just trying to win. I, I, I want to, like, put 25 bucks on it. The winner takes all of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, I, I understand. Fun. I was happy. My birthday was Saturday and the Dockers won on my birthday. I was very happy. I sat down and watched it and – Oh, my God. You know, I feel yeah. so rude because you said happy birthday to me earlier and I forgot to say happy birthday to you. Oh, whatever. I don't even remember when your birthday is. I just know it's sometime around mine. <laughs> For some reason, I thought yours was the 3rd of September. Okay. But I realise that's someone else's birthday. I want to so, say yours is the 19th or 20th. 18th, so very 18th. close. But so well, how long have we been doing so when shows I together? In, Rachel said happy birthday to me for the other week and I didn't say anything <laughs> back to her. <laughs> <laughs> 
we know who the good friend is. Um, I'm so sorry. I <laughs> yeah. knew it was close to mine, but for some well, reason. hey, we both like, it's okay. it's okay. I think we're both allowed to forgive each other because the only time I know if it's someone's birthday that if I met you after the age of 18, good luck with me remembering your yeah. birthday. Kat and, and Lewis are lucky. I think one of them has a birthday on the 17th. Could be May or could be April. <laughs> and I don't know which one it is. That's as close as I'm going to get to remembering your birthdays. I'm real sorry. Well, you got the 17th, right? So that's yes. Cool. Is it April? Yes. Yes. Is it you? Yes. Yay. <laughs> and Kat's in May. Yes. So third. Third of, of May. May. Okay. And our anniversary getting together is the 4th of May. Oh, May. May. Oh, that's that's a good way to remember. May the 4th, yes. May yes. The 4th. See, Chris and I got together on my my dad's birthday because I'm like, do you want to do anything for your birthday, Dad? No. Cool. <laughs> Going on a date. Um, yeah, so that's how I remember that. Nice. But um, tangenting off, let's let's move back to something. Uh... Well, um, I'd like to know yes. about strays because you saw strays. Yeah, and I, I, I did. did. I did talk about it a couple of weeks ago, but I'd like to know what you thought of it. Yeah, look, strays is uh, a lot funny. Well, should we? Should I give people context as yeah. to what the film is actually about? Uh, let me bring up some wee notes here, people. Some wee notes. Some wee notes. I know it's a movie about dogs. But we don't need to be reading all about the wee. Well, there is wee in it, so you know it's actually there is. There's actually a lot of wee <laughs> in this movie. Um, Unfor- I'm not going to lie. Unfortunately, that's something dogs do. I, I like mm. having. I mean, they can't hold it in. They're going to explode yeah. if they do. I'm having issues with go. the chihuahua at the moment. Um, oh well, this movie strays. It's been out for a few weeks. Yep. Um, you reviewed it, Lewis, but uh, it focuses or centres on Reggie, uh, who is voiced by Will Ferrell. He's this kind of naive young terrier uh, dumped by his low life. Owner Doug, played by Will Forte, on the streets miles from home. Um, but he teams up with Bug, voiced by Jamie Foxx, very obvious voice there, uh, and a street smart Boston Terrier uh, uh, and canine crew. So you've got Maggie, played uh, by Isla Fisher, and then Hunter, voiced by Randall Park as well. So some familiar voices, but while learning the ways of life as a stray, he kind of sets off on this journey to make it back to home and seek revenge on Doug and boy does he uh, but this is not a kids film at all no 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 talking, animal, talking animals but no kids don't, yeah, don't bring kids not at all and wrong I kind of sausages in this movie the the film the, the directors and, and writers really played with this idea of what if dogs could swear or have bad thoughts about their owners <laughs> because we often think dogs are like these sweet little things that are probably like you're my whole world I love you <laughs> owner but this kind of really pokes fun at other dog films and yeah really plays around with that idea what if dogs just had bad thoughts about you uh there's a lot of toilet humor swearing uh i think there's a strong message there though about treating a dog right yes. so please do treat your animals i want right. to see a movie with cats in it mm. like it's going to be less it's going to be a very slow paced movie because they um, just be sleeping and mainly mm. and then occasionally there'll be like some weird attack or they'll like do some flips for absolutely no reason at all but there would be a lot of internal dialogue about uh, the owners and yeah. yeah how unhappy they are with their owners yeah i i this was actually a lot funnier than i anticipated i thought i was going to not like it as much as I did. I thought it was going to be very silly. Uh, It's overall a really good time. It's not going to be for everybody, but I 
thoroughly enjoyed it. Lots and lots of laugh. Uh, I think I'd probably easily give this four. Uh, four. Oh, four rabbits. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I really have to convince Chris to see this movie because... I don't, I don't know why you need to convince him. <clears> well, like... I think the thing is... Uh, so we went out last week for said birthday and there were two movie choices, Strays and Gran Turismo. And because he's a Gran Turismo player and he knows the story behind it um, and we're both kind of into car races and stuff, that was the choice. So because that's been out for a few weeks, I may as well give my thoughts towards it. So this is based on True Story 2011, I think it was, um, uh, in combination with Nissan, is what not Nissan. Nis, not Nissan like we say over here. Nissan, N- Nissan, oh. Nissan. How were they saying it anyway? It wasn't like an Aussie. Um, so between them and PlayStation, they decided to get together and do this little marketing thing where they get the best Gran Turismo um, PlayStation player and get them trained up to be an actual race car driver so it was a bonkers idea um and this movie although it is based on a true story there's um so the character of danny moore who's played by um orlando bloom is a like a combination of characters i think jack salter excuse me played by david harbour is a combination of characters so there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot in it that's not quite exactly what it was but you know they've got to color things up a little bit um but you've got oh i'm gonna really muck up his name so i'm not gonna say it um apart from jan mardenborough i think that's how he says it um he's the like the main guy who's the one who gets through he's the one who gets trained up and all that sort of jazz so um it's an interesting film in a few ways um, for the first, because you talked about how much you loved it. So I guess yeah. my expectations were pretty high. The first half, I really felt like this is totally dragging. But the whole point of the movie is to get to the third act where he is racing. Because um, that's, I mean, it's all in the trailer. I'm, mm. I'm not <laughs> telling you anything I don't need to tell you. But to build up to that, they've got to get, they've got to give him a little bit of history. They've got to do the whole um, computer game thing that he's got to do that competition, that he's got to get his license. Like there's all these steps that go towards it. And even though I kind of knew a little bit of the story, I really didn't know the whole lot. So there's a couple of scenes in there where I was absolutely shocked. And there was a couple of scenes, like I walked out, I thought Chris was crying at some point, and I asked him, we crying? And he's like, no, no, I had something in my eye. And I'm like... <laughs> so my eye was itchy, which I'm sure it was. Um, and I said, oh, man, I cried. And he goes, oh, at which, which point? And I'm like, um, here and here. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yep. Had to take my glasses off and wipe my eyes. Like, I needed tissues, man. Mm. Um, so by the time the movie ended, I did appreciate where it was going and... Um, you know, I think it's good. It was a little bit lacking at the start, but otherwise, I'm going to give it um, four um, race simulators. Nice. Yeah. 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 Nice. Mm. I think for me, it was one of those films I felt quite engaged from the outset, but maybe I was just, I don't know, in, in one of those moods because it is a long know. film. It's it's almost, 
I think it's two forty. Is it really? Or potentially two hours thirty. It didn't um, feel it didn't so, feel like a long film to me. But they do, but they do condense a lot in there. And I think there's some really important scenes that I know Yarn wanted in the film. Yeah. Uh, and yarn, the actual real yarn is the stunt double yeah. in the film. So, yeah, that was interesting. But I, I like how they included some of the ups and downs too. It yes. wasn't just, you know, this happy story. There well, was Chris some... was surprised by that. He's like, oh, I didn't think they'd include that. Yeah. Because, you know, you expect it just to be like this story of glory and it's like, well, that wouldn't be the truth. Yeah. So um, I did appreciate those, those parts. But honestly, Jerry Halliwell crying at mm. one point, I just... As a mother <laughs> of a child who is a boy, I was like, oh, as soon as it comes to mums crying about their baby boys, I'm done. Yeah. And then when the dad, and I was like, oh. What I, part she play? She plays his um, mum, Jan's mum. Yeah. yeah. But honestly, David Harbour, every, oh, so he was phenomenal in this movie. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't in this movie, I don't think this movie would have been any good at all. Mm-hmm. I think it, and I mean, Orlando Bloom is okay. Um, but completely overshadowed by David Harbour. Oh, I yeah. Say. Honestly, <laughs> he's he's the standout. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the main guy is not that impressive. I love that relationship, though, how they grew yes. from, like, not really getting along to, yeah. like, that scene at the end. Like, I felt actually very emotional at the end when yeah. they're like celebrating. I don't know why. Yeah. I think it was just like this journey that they've been on. So uh, what's interesting because it, it goes, it looks at the Le Mans mm. um, race and the Le Mans race of 2013 was quite, it, it is very odd that they've got this big, massive celebratory scene because someone died during that race, oh. Oh, really? which they don't address, obviously, in the movie because it doesn't have anything to do with um, the story. And obviously with Le Mans, it's not just a first, second, third. You're coming in first, second, third for whatever class of vehicle. Yeah. So it's... Um, yeah, I'm like... Look at that the information. Look at that. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm watching yeah. like the last 10 minutes and Chris is like, you're not going to see that celebration because there's so many different classes. Yeah. And then I'm listening to the commentary and they're like, yes, it's a Le Mans to... Not, not a lot of Mans to remember. And I'm like, what? What? So I'm like going back and finding out why. And it was a hell of a crash. Oh, that's so, horrible. yep, it's a very dangerous sport. But um, that's why yeah. the logistics of the competition at first, you've got to really wrap your head around yeah. when you watch the film because you think, how could they possibly put people in this <clears> position? <throat> and yeah. for me, that took me a while to get over. Like, I had to look past that to enjoy mm. the film because I spent the first like parts You're in of- David Harbour's camp, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Initially, I was like, this just doesn't make sense. There's no way you would take people who have no experience in mm. real cars and put them behind the wheel. Well, and also, because I think about F1 and I think of all of the, the top 20 guys that are in F1 at the moment, mm. 90% of them, if not all of them, have been driving go-karts and all sorts since they were little. Some of them parents were F1 drivers so they've always been in that environment but with the the Gran Torino game Turismo game um you know it was designed to be as close to the actual you know the physics of the, the physics of the car itself the, the tracks and stuff it's so amazing like it's it it was and I do appreciate some of the stuff that they did especially like racing following the 
the oh, racing line. Seeing him playing the game when he yes. was driving. That I was thought cool. that was cool. That was cool. I liked that too. So, yeah. yes, you'd like F1. I loved this film. Like, I really did. Yeah. And I, I thought it was great. But, yeah, I think F1 is – I'm just into those types of sports. It's Anything like that. It's super exciting, man. Yeah. It's yeah. super exciting. scary though, isn't it? Just oh, scary. Yeah. yeah. On that anyway. note, we probably should take another break. We should. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's Heroes actually, and a Half Shell. That is definitely power. not the theme song. Teenage, no, it was kind of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a Half Shell. Turtle Power. That was the actual theme song. What? What? turtle would you guys be? Oh, Michelangelo. I'd be Raphael. Is I think I'd be Leonardo. Oh, so Actually, you, I have you no wanna, idea. You want to be the leader? What's the party guy? That's, that's Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Oh, I'd be Michelangelo. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm a, I relate to his chaos. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be Donatello. No one wants to be a tech guy. No, it's no. Like... Chris, Chris was the Donatello. Yeah. He was always Donatello. Nah. He, he, like, made a whole awesome. suit and dressed up as Donatello, like, <laughs> as an adult. Yes. Um, so. There was, you know, there was a, um, uh, a female turtle they introduced at one point in time. I think her name was... Venus de Milo. It was like Venus from Venus de Milo. But Venus de Milo is the actual statue, not the artist. Oh. So it was it's kind of weird. Yes. Yeah. I don't know who the artist is. But um, so this new Turtles film is directed by Seth Rogen and um, – or not directed, sorry. Screenplay is by Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg. So you kind of get a sense of what – um, kind of humour you're going to get. It's directed by Jeff uh, Jeff Rowe, who is responsible for the Mitchells. He wrote the Mitchells versus M- Machines versus Mitchells versus Machines. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, so good. Um, so he's done a lot of writing work and everything, but this it feels like the the animation very much feels like a cross between um, Machines versus Mitchells Mitchells versus Machines. Oh my god, I can't get that right. And also Into the Spider Verse. The music is also very much like Into the Spider-Verse, but they also use a lot of like old school rap, you know, um, can I kick it? Yes, can. Can I kick it? Anyway, yes, you can. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The screening we went to, they had a DJ who was like, I don't know, nine or ten or something. (laughs) He was so cool. He's like, you know, doing all the DJ things, whatever they do. They had a guy doing like graffiti type artwork that was wicked and it all kind of made sense once you went into the movie because it does almost feel like graffiti um, mm-hmm. artwork, the animation. So the story is kind of a – it's almost an origin story. Um, it gives you a little bit of a flavour of where they – how they became mutants and stuff but there's other mutants who are basically wanting to work against – um, the humans, because they're like humans ruined everything, whereas the the turtles are like, we're scared of humans because they're going to milk us. Um, that's a whole thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole thing. So Splinter has basically told them how bad humans are to keep them safe, you know, to like if he feeds them that information, then they'll stay in the sewers and won't get seen and, They'll every he'll, everyone will be safe, um, but yeah, milking them is a very it's a it's a big theme in the in the story. Um, this is a 
I wouldn't say it's a kid's film, but it's a PG film. Right. So um, we took Bryce. He absolutely loved it. And there were some things that went over his head completely mm-hmm. that Chris and I got. There were references to the 80s um, or 90s um, film. Um, you still got April O'Neil on, she, in there. Did she wear a yellow jumpsuit? I can't remember what she was wearing, actually. But you, you've still got her in there. But she's a uh, like a school high school journalist type person, mm. not, you know, a whatever April O'Neil was in the... Reporter. Yep, thank you. Um, I think I unfortunately went in there with a massive headache and this didn't help. So I went in there without, with the wrong kind of um, attitude, I guess. But I still liked it. And Chris loved it. I mean, he's a massive Turtles fan and Bryce loved it. And honestly... The animation is really, really wicked. Um, it almost there were bits of it which were gross-out animation, like Sven, uh, Sven, Sven and Rimpy, Ren and Ren Stimpy. and Stimpy. <laughs> um, oh my goodness, tongue-tied. But yeah, so it, all the different elema- uh, elements of animation feel like they've been drawn from lots of different nice. um, things, which is one of the things I really enjoyed Ooh. about um, Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. right? And also um, Mitchell's versus the Machines. I still haven't seen that. I Seriously, saw. we've watched it multiple times and it's not just for kids, yeah. mm-hmm. honestly. It's it's really, really good. It's probably still on Netflix because it is a Netflix mm-hmm movie so this turtles movie comes out um so if if you've got little ones and you don't mind them hearing the the word um crap twice i clocked it twice and pissed off all right so there you swears well they're not rude are they yeah and then trying to explain to your son afterwards or your child afterwards why they kept talking about milking and turtles don't even have nipples (laughs) um if you're prepared to have that conversation with your child afterwards, I'm really by all confused. means, <laughs> go I'm a and see confused it. Too. Uh, yeah, you should be. Um, but no, it's it was just one of those funny little things that that kept getting referenced right. during <laughs> the movie. But anyway, it, it felt like very Seth Rogen humor. It was like, I get it. <laughs> you, you could feel the Seth Rogen. It's got a great cast. You've got Ice Cube um, playing. He plays Superfly, who's basically the dude, the the bad mutant. Mm-hmm. He's a he was a fly, and then he got mutated, so he's a Superfly. Um, you've got Paul Rudd playing a gecko, who's very cool. Jackie Chan plays Splinter. The whole time I was watching it, I'm like, I know that voice. Who is that voice? Um, That's really cool, actually. Mm. They didn't just get some white guy and go, could you do like an Asian kind of accent? Yeah. I'm so glad they actually Well, got... I thought it was Ronnie Chang for a bit. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's got like that Singaporean mm. accent. Um, but it was Jackie Chan, which was really cool. Uh, Rose Byrne plays Leatherhead. Um, you've got Bebop and Bebop, um, Rocksteady. Rocksteady. That's right. Being played by uh, Seth Rogen and John Cena. That is Awesome. Uh, So, yeah, you've got some great voices and you've got some young guys doing the voices of Donatello, Michelangelo, Leonardo, Raphael. The first time that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have actually been played by teenagers. 
Yes. So that was the cool thing. They've all they you could tell watching it that they weren't adult voices. Mm. And so when you go and have a look at them, you're like, yeah, they're not adults. That's why they don't have adult voices, which is really cool. And Donatello wears glasses. Ooh. So yeah. I'm gonna give this um Four scratchy beards. Oh, nice. Scratchy beards. Yeah, which will make no sense unless you see the movie. I, I read a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series recently called The Last Ronin, mm-hmm. and it's uh, set uh, after the majority of the turtles have died. The only one that survived is Michelangelo, oh. and he goes off into like exile, but then he, he brings himself back uh, to go to the, the city. Uh, to try and like you know save it and you know, get get redemption for his brothers and for Splinter, um, it was really full on. Like, oh, you know, yep, keep going. Sorry, they, they, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles can be very serious at times. At sometimes, if you do plan to see this movie, stay. Stay, stay. Until the end. Yes, not till the very, very end. I'm assuming. But don't walk out just as the credits start. I urge you because there's a lot after credits nice. and half of the people had left and I'm Ooh. like you missed out my buddy. dudes never leave straight away not in a movie like no. this it gives you a bit of a taster for what might occur if there's a second one which there definitely will be because I, I I'm pretty sure people will definitely go see this so there are special screenings this weekend at some places but then it's officially out September the 7th see there's all so. there's all these films like I, I would love to watch and uh, I was on a plane twice last week mm-hmm. and that, that just everything I'd either seen it or I just couldn't be asked watching it <laughs> and it was really annoying and so yeah I, I um, ended up re-watching The Flash uh, but, oh. but I just kind of like avoided the, 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 the first hour of the film because that was just all like as Miller and ah. I only started watching from when Michael Keaton comes into it. Right. And so that's that's all I watched was the, the Michael Keaton just, just that part. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I started watching uh, Colin from Accounts for the third time when I was on the plane because I'm like, don't feel like any of these movies. The Whale, I think not. Not on a plane. Yeah, not on nope, a plane nope, film. Need something upbeat. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a couple more big yeah. movies to talk about um, that are out now one of them is the equalizer three yeah did you want to jump into that now let's do it and then we can come back take a break and come back and talk about blackberry sounds good uh, as well but the equalizer three it's the third entry into the action thriller you don't franchise. Say. uh it does of course start denzel washington for those who have not seen the first two films i'm not going to try and you know uh talk about them too much but what you need to know is that he is this ex-government assassin who is just trying to live a life of you know is he Liam Neeson he's kind of Liam Neeson he wants to be a normal dude he's left this assassin you know life behind uh and in the first film he I think has to protect a, a a prostitute against the Russian mafia uh, and then he tries to go back into hiding again and then the second one his friend he gets killed and he you know seeks revenge uh, and then in the third film he's made his way all the way to Italy I should name he uh, should say his name is Robert McCall uh, he is living in southern Italy enjoying his new life there his new friends uh, but unfortunately the, the town he is in is kind of under the control of you know uh, kind of like the Italian 
mafia, mm-hmm. if you like. And so just the mafia then? Yeah, <laughs> just the mafia. Uh, that, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, very, you're actually very accurate. But the, the name they used was in the film was different. Okay. So I don't know if it is the mafia or something similar. Or the Nepalese. Something. Basically bad dudes doing bad things. and Naughty, naughty men. uncovers this. They're trying to smuggle drugs into the, the US via wine. And he uncovers this and he tips uh, a young American, uh, young American kind of FBI guy. agent played by Dakota Fanning, who he teams up with again uh, following uh, Man on Fire many years ago when she was just a young girl. Oh. Uh, so they team up again. And, of course, things go. He's pulled back into action. Let's just say he is pulled back into action. But these films, and I don't know, have either of you seen The Equaliser? No, it doesn't appeal to me. I saw the first one. Yeah. The film is built on being incredibly violent. Uh. And this film is no different. I have seen both films. I can't remember them very well, which is probably not a good thing. I just remember them being incredibly violent. Uh, This film felt quite slow. It took a very long time to build momentum. Look, here's your review. It took too long to be violent is what she's well, saying. Well, look, I'm at that point now where I, f- I found myself cringing and looking away and kind of oh, sitting wow. there going, I don't know if I need to see or watch this. Mm. It was very slow to get to its point. Uh, it The first two acts was really just him living his life in Italy, uh, and the pacing in the first two acts was very off. Did I it felt feel like two different movies? If Yeah. The third act is where things get a little bit serious, but the action is quite minimal. So, yeah, the pacing just didn't quite feel right with this film. It didn't have the... I, I, I checked the length of the film before I went in, and it was one hour 49, and I said to myself, oh, that's not too bad considering this film will be action-packed. Mm, it's mm. going to feel quite quick. But it's the opposite effect. It's actually very slow and feels longer. And then when you finally get to that third act and you think that they're building up to this, you know, incredible action sequence, there's not much there. So you kind of feel let down. So, Mm. look, an interesting film, maybe if you're a fan of it, you might like it. Uh, Denzel Washington is Denzel Washington in this film. It's nothing special. So, unfortunately, I've got to score this a two and a half. Two and a half. I'm going to give that two and a half uh, cappuccinos. Mm. Cappuccinos. Sounds good. Uh, Shall shall we take a break? Yeah, Yeah. let's take our final break for the night. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Guys, do you remember a time before the iPhone? (gasps) What did you know? I had a Nokia and then I had something that had a green thing on it. My first one was called a Siemens, which I found incredibly funny. <laughs> I bet you did. My phone's full of Siemens. Actually, I don't think um, I ever had a Nokia. I, I had a Nokia 20, was it 2210 or something like that? I remember what I had. I had an Ericsson. An oh. Ericsson. That was my first ever phone and I got it when I moved to Melbourne because I didn't need a phone before then. There so, yeah, I was like almost 20 before I had a mobile phone. I um, yeah. I had a little Motorola flip phone, the pink one. Uh, but oh. I also had a Nokia because I used to play Snake on that. But <laughs> uh, I, there was a time where there was a little phone called the BlackBerry. The Blackberry. And at the height of its success, so 
pre-iPhone, it dominated 45% of the cell phone market. So almost half. Uh, Now it dominates 0%. And those phones are no longer produced. So BlackBerry tells you the story of how we get to, well, how how they got started and how they end up. So this is a a little indie film. It is in select cinemas, uh, but it tells the story of Mike uh, Lazardus and Jim Basili, who are the two men behind uh, the rise and then the fall of the world's first smartphone. But the film spans a few years, starting in 1996 right through to 2007 uh, when Apple released the iPhone. But so you've got Canadian tech nerds uh, and best friends, Mike uh, Lazardus, played by, I can never say his name, Jay Baruchol, Baruchol, yep. uh, and Doug Fregan, played by Matt Johnson, who also directs and wrote the film. Uh, and the brains behind the device uh, and salesman is Jim uh, Basili, played by Glenn Howerton, who most people will know from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, new season streaming now on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Yeah, he's really the brains on helping market this product because the guys who are the the tech nerds don't really know how to get into that. But, uh, yeah, it it goes from that when they're just starting out right through to the launch of the phone. And what was really the selling point behind the phone was that you could do emails on your phone. Uh, And then, you know, you had this QWERTY little keyboard. uh, And then eventually... Uh, as we know, the iPhone came out with uh, their touch screen and, uh, yeah. The rest is history. The rest is history. But there's a little bit of kind of legal jargon that goes on in the film in relation to um, Jim uh, Basile's character. Uh, he was involved in, you know, selling some stocks in illegal ways and, and whatnot. So oh, he's dodgy. The IRA kind of getting involved. Uh, do you mean the IRS? Thank you, the IRS. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they are involved. Did like, you imagine? All of a sudden these Irish people coming I was in. Like, that doesn't sound right. What are you spending enough um, money on? <laughs> maybe they sold some stocks to the IRA. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so there's some legal jargon that takes place in the film. But what I like about this film is it's kind of shot in a handheld camera style way. Yeah, no, I can't now, see that. You, It'll make me seasick. No, but you don't even notice. I didn't notice until the end of the film and I went to research it. But it gives you more of a feeling that you're eavesdropping in the hallway right. feeling. So you feel like you're there and privy to this information, which is really, really cool. But it's great performances. It's kind of a docudrama type mm, feeling. Mm. A bit like The Office, uh, oh, yeah. if, if that makes sense. But... Uh, I think this is a really great example of fantastic filmmaking with a low budget. Yeah. Because incredibly low budget film, great performances, great story, well executed. Just a really good example of, you know, you don't need any crazy special effects or Mm. fancy camera equipment to tell a story if you tell it right. Yeah. And for me, the whole thing gripping from, you know, start to end, I really enjoyed the story. I knew nothing about it. Uh, But, yeah, just to see the rise and fall of of this, you know, phone and um, some of the legal stuff that goes on as well. And just the, the crush, you know, when these guys see... Steve Jobs talking about the iPhone going, oh, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. <laughs> and then trying to top that with something else, but just, you know, never got to that level. So do go and check this film out. I'm going to score this four 
Oh, I don't know. Keyboards? Four keyboards that make a noise. That make a noise. Oh, yes, how annoying that noise was. Mm. So my best friend Jo had one and she had one long after Blackberry had, like, gone away. Got under, mate. Yeah, and I just remember thinking, gosh, that when are you going to get something new? Mm. Why do you still have your Blackberry? But, yeah, when she initially got it, I was like, woo, look at that. It was very fancy. Yeah. Very fancy. I, I, I swear I had a Blackberry at one stage. I just like, I'm sure it was very short-lived. Like it was like the end of Blackberry into iPhones. <laughs> so I, I remember initially thinking, why do you, who wants to send emails? Like, why, do I wanna, <laughs> why do I want that on a phone? Mm. And yeah, now now we do everything. Yeah. On our phones. Except mm. make calls or somebody calls you on the phone. What, oh, what, my God. Who is calling what, me? Why is somebody calling me on my phone? <laughs> Reject. <laughs> throw it, throw it. <laughs> no, it's spam. It's always spam. Oh. Yeah. Or my, or if Bryce's, you'll always know when Bryce's school is calling because I swear because it's like, oh, 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 what now? Because, you know, it could be getting <laughs> called in for something. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But, yeah, great selection of films out there at the moment, guys. How yeah. exciting. So many to see. I am um, excited to talk about uh, a new film called Biosphere, which is out next week. So I'll review it next week. But it's about two dudes in space. Sweet. Who, Sounds uh, good. The, the world's gone to, to crap. <laughs> uh, so so it's this a real, is true story. True yeah. story. <laughs> Yay. But, no, it's, but, um, um, <laughs> it's an it's a interesting film. And then uh, I believe uh, The Nun is also the nun, nun two, and oh. you're seeing on the weekend um, haunted, haunted mansion. mansion. Oh, I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on oh, that film. Been on the haunted mansion once or twice. Mm. Hey. It does look very cool. Mm. That movie was like the trailer was on twice during um, when we went to see um, Gran Turismo. Mm. First time, like. A, a proper trailer and then a little one. I'm like, they're really selling yeah. it. We'll see it tomorrow. I really want to watch the Eddie Murphy one before seeing it. Cat, just Cat won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> she because it's Eddie Murphy it? or no, because... No, no, no. Just apparently it's a crap movie, but oh. sometimes I like watching a crap movie. <laughs> see, I seen that when I was so young that I thought it was great, but I wonder what I think about it now mm. watching it. So... Mm. Have you guys seen Daddy Daycare recently? It's still great. No, but I think I'd still enjoy that film. And Elle Fanning's in that. Yeah. She's like little... She's very little. Do you know what we didn't actually end up talking about was Sanctuary. Oh, my God. So we might have to talk about that next week. Well, it it may not even be out next week, but, you know, it's an interesting film. And it is screening at Select Cinemas. So if you want to see an interesting film, uh, Sanctuary, go and have a look at the synopsis yourself. We don't need to to talk about that. No, also we don't have time. We don't have time. We've got to to clock out of here, people. Yeah, yeah. Let's get going. what, What do they say? It's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.